0: now boy. History matters. We are joined in the studio by the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, to look back on uh, this eventful week in history. Good morning. How are Uh, you?
1: Good morning, Aaron. You know, I I was impressed uh, that you were doing the show remotely that way. (laughs) That that to me is like, okay, we can do the whole segment here just on how history's happening. Coming
0: back (laughs) from coming back from Michigan, which is where I was the the last week, and like I had this nice layover at Dallas Airport. I'll be fine. We'll get back back on on uh, Tuesday night. I'll be on the air on Wednesday morning, and then we sit in the airport and at one o'clock in the morning, they tell us, oh, the uh, the flight's been canceled and you're stuck in DC overnight. It's like this. Is going to be an interesting show. Have you not been listening to the work.
1: news about <laughs> <laughs> recent months about flight delay? <laughs> well, that makes it more impressive. I think I'm impressive with my cars on the side of the road and I call in. That no. was also That's
0: impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will make it work through literally Everything. through rain or snow or sleet or, or broken cars or flight cancellations.
1: Or if you see University Place and the end where Southern Season is, it's the building gone. that
0: we're in is just being. <laughs> (laughs) Demolished inch by inch. We are on the air. We're doing it, people.
1: (laughs) This is how history happens. (laughs) Well, Uh. this is a great weekend. So, uh, along this line of incredible achievements, um, here's one that's kind of understated, but we know his name Fred Rogers uh born this week March 20th 1928 um and lives to 2003 and of course we all know Mr. rogers but what is amazing is he's 40 years old and he begins that show in 1968 mm. that goes to 2001 I mean 33 years on the air with puppets and just talking kindly to people yep. and uh what's astonishing of course is you know I thought about this a lot and I thought You know, we we have a lot of the news reported about people doing really terrible things, very disruptive. But I thought in the larger scheme of things, perhaps kindness is one of the most disruptive things of all. Yeah. That the way it impacts people uh, has a much greater impact over with so many more people. Um, I don't know if that's your experience, but I thought, if I think about the life, the impact of people, it's not the disruptive people that do antisocial things. It's limited in terms of their impact, usually. Mm-hmm. But the people who do the greater good are people like Mr. Rogers or anybody else saying helping a neighbor or going down the street. Everybody can make that kind of difference. And you know that is how history happens. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um, another one that pops up this week is um, a woman we don't know about very much, uh, Mary Keys K-I-E-I-S, uh, born March 21st, 1732, lives 1837. And in the early 1800s, there's uh, England is just prior to the 1812 war in England. There's kind of testing the waters. And so there's embargoes. And uh, and one of the things that it impacts is fashion design. And so this woman up in Massachusetts uh, saves the... Uh, The fashion industry by actually coming up with a process to manufacture bonnets, these hats that women wore. Uh, here in the United States, in Massachusetts, and not only that, but here she goes the X. And the reason we only know about her is because she's, as far as we can tell, the first woman to file a patent for this process. Unfortunately, okay. the patent office burns down. We never see what. I was going to say,
0: like the the story here uh, is that she's reportedly the first. I feel like we should know <laughs> this. She's the first woman that we know of well, that's to get right. a patent. Yeah, okay. and
1: it wasn't that people weren't doing things, but she actually files a patent. We unfortunately the patent office burns in the early 1800s, so we don't have what that was the the, the actual uh, uh, straw hat. But it, it it set in motion this whole uh, fashion trend, and in Massachusetts reignited this idea: we can do it ourselves. You know, America first.
0: <laughs> in yep, it's early years. It's like we can do it, Rosie the Riveter. Yes. 130 years before Rosie right. the Riveter. Yeah. But now
1: here's another person that pops up this week. Um, Roger Bannister. Uh, Now this is a name that probably uh, people are familiar with, uh, thinking of the Four Minute Mile. Born in uh, uh, 1929 on March 23rd. And then he runs. Now he, he makes his historic run in 1954 when he's 25. But the thing that's interesting about it is he actually was in the 1952 Olympics. And here's the thing. He comes in fourth place <laughs> and he almost gives up running. Uh, he comes a physician in life and that's why he's training. He does interval training. And finally, he does this race and he after I think the the defeat of not getting into the the, the metal stand pushed him further and he decides to try it. He thinks he can, and he breaks this four minute mile that had been established. It was kind of mythic, but of course, World War II had come along. And um, he does. It's 3 minutes, 59 seconds, and 4 tenths. Wow, everybody goes wild. Well, (laughs) not so well known is that record only stands for 46 days. Really? 46 days, yes. Oh, wow. It's only uh, 46 days later, um, another uh, competitor of his, uh, beats that in Finland with three minutes and fifty-eight seconds, but we don't remember him. Right, <laughs>
0: it's Roger Bannister. No we one, remember. no one cares about the three fifty-nine <laughs> mile. It's <laughs> the four-minute mile yeah, that matters.
1: Break, he'd already broken that, and that suddenly that glass ceiling was broken. Like, oh, well, we can do. Sometimes it's that incremental uh... shift and even a second seems like eternity when you know you look at sports now mm-hmm. of what makes a difference even the olympics we go well that person wasn't fast and you realize it's only a tenth of a second or if you watch uh... football plays basketball plays sometimes they're very very short It's some and well as we all know when we're watching <laughs> the basketball which we watch for just a little bit here yeah the series. really
0: the really fascinating thing about that is that and we've talked about how historically contingent like standards of weights and measurements yes. are like what is a pound, what is an inch, what is a mile, what is a minute, yes. what is a second. Like right. there's a whole history oh, of yes. just weird things Time. that develop to get us to the point where we establish this this standard measurement of this is what a minute is, this is what an hour is, this is yes. what a second is. And if it weren't for that, we wouldn't celebrate Roger Bannister so much <laughs> because he broke the world <laughs> right. record, but it was specifically the fact that he did it in this number of of minutes that yes. uh, that makes the biggest difference. That's interesting.
1: Well, and this is the, now we've gone from really fast. I'm going to go to something really slow. Talking about time. This is the perfect one. Uh, in 2000. This will be where we end. Yeah. Well, then then it's perfect. The, uh, this was a uh, a gift uh, to um, uh, a Lord Robert Cleave of the East India Company. Um, for a battle he was in uh, that helped to solidify England's uh, uh, basically control and governance of India uh, at the time. Well, that gift was a tortoise um, that uh, was given to him in 1768. The, uh, 1767. The tortoise uh, they believe was born around 1755,
0: but... <laughs> this guy's like, so I'm going to take care of this for okay, 10 years or so, right. and then...
1: A <laughs> hundred years later, <laughs> he becomes part of the zoo, and this tortoise lives to 2006. Mm. 250 years, (laughs) which is just kind of an incredible thing. You know, we're talking about the shortest thing, you know, Roger Bannister and here, and his name was, uh, this tortoise was Adwaita, which was a Sanskrit meaning the one and only. Mm. And I guess that was really true. Very solitary, had a very minimalist diet, Mm. uh, and we don't know that he had descendants, but... uh,
0: Poor guy, you could have been like, like Bill. You could have given me like, I don't know, some pastries or something, <laughs> like something consumable. Well, something know, that's, that I'm I'll not gonna have to take care in, of for in, and my descendants and my <laughs> the seventh son of the seventh son is gonna have to take care of this thing.
1: Well, you know, we have digital watches and you can time <laughs> things in hundredths of a second. But think of this tortoise. You know, like, oh, this happened like twenty. Oh yeah, right. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred fifty years. That gives a whole other uh, understanding. of time.
0: One one fun thing: uh, the tortoise was given as a gift after a battle that was waged to solidify Britain's control of of the Indian subcontinent. The tortoise lived to see Indian independence.
1: That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. Great. I must admit, that kept, probably kept him going.
0: I'm Possibly. Guessing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is how history matters. Scott Washington, as always. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron.